imagine it's 1982. You're a single mother moving across the country with your three kids in a borrowed van. It's late. You're just outside of Vegas. You look in the rearview mirror at your sleeping children and breathe a sigh of relief. You're all safe now. It's going to be okay. Then you see cop lights behind you. You pull over, and maybe because it's the 80s, maybe because you're a woman traveling alone late at night with your children, who knows why, but for whatever reason, the cop searches the van. You and your children are standing on the side of this lonely highway, they're rubbing the sleep from their eyes, and the next thing you know, you're being arrested for a single marijuana seed and are now facing the loss of your children and life in prison. I watch my friend's mom's face as she tells me this story, and she is right back there in that moment. Her fear is palpable. This is a woman who has never even smoked cannabis in her entire life. Luckily for her, the police did their due diligence and discovered she was telling the truth. It was a borrowed van, and they eventually let her go. But can you imagine? My name is Apple, your cannabis queen. Four-fifths of all drug arrests are for nonviolent possession. And today we're talking about it. Now this one's a doozy, so we're going to be breaking it down into several little mini episodes. Otherwise, we'll be here for a few hours and (laughs) I know you have other things to do today. So exactly how many people are incarcerated for cannabis? Well, we don't exactly know. That's reassuring, right? (laughs) We don't know. And why don't we know? Well... There's this impenetrable conglomerate of local, state, and federal criminal justice databases, so nobody, not even the feds, knows that exact number. It's estimated at over 40,000. What we do know is this. From 1992 to 2021, nearly 55% of those federally convicted of at least one count of cannabis possession were people of color. According to the ACLU, of the 8.2 million cannabis arrests between 2001 and 2010, 88 were just for possession, and nationwide this data revealed a perhaps not surprising trend. Despite roughly equal usage rates, people of color are almost four times more likely to be arrested for cannabis versus the melanin challenged. Of the more than 2,000 cannabis offenders federally sentenced in 2018, 84% were people of color. Only 11% were white, despite white folks making up more than 60% of the population. In 2020, roughly 350,000 people were arrested for cannabis-related offenses, which in an age where cannabis is straight legal in 19 states and medically legal in 37, is fucking bananas. So in October of 2022, President Joe Biden announced a pardon for people convicted on a federal level for cannabis possession. However, federally, exactly zero people are serving sentences for only cannabis possession. Therefore, exactly zero prisoners will go free. This pardon also does nothing for the thousands of people incarcerated in city jails, county jails, or state prisons. Also, not a peep about those arrested for selling cannabis. The fact that we have people sitting in prison for literally the same thing CEOs of cannabis companies do every day is absolutely wild to me. What makes one a criminal and one a businessman? I mean, it's a step in the right direction, but what we really need is criminal justice and prison reform. Enter the Last Prisoner Project. 
The Last Prisoner Project is a nonprofit organization dedicated to cannabis criminal justice reform. LPP was founded in 2019 by Andrew and Steve D'Angelo, quote, out of the belief that if anyone is able to profit and build wealth in the legal cannabis industry, those individuals must also work to release and rebuild the lives of those who have suffered from cannabis criminalization, end quote. They utilize legal intervention, constituent support, and advocacy campaigns to help release every last cannabis prisoner and help repair the damage the discriminatory and counterproductive crusade against cannabis has done. You can go to lastprisonerproject.org to check them out. According to LPP, 15.7 million people have been arrested for cannabis in the last 20 years. The government spends $47 billion annually on the war on drugs. Like, it's it's weed. There has got to be a better way to spend $47 billion. Like, fix some roads around here, first of all. And like here, I thought the potholes in Portland were bad. Like, damn, the South? Oh, no. Anyway, LPP has notables such as Tommy Chong, Bill Maher, and Montel Williams as ambassadors. And so far, they've helped release 131 people from prison through their cannabis justice initiatives. But there is still much work to be done. Kevin Allen is currently serving a life sentence for selling $20 worth of cannabis convicted back in 2014. Rudy Gamo is serving a five and a half year sentence for operating a Detroit sanctioned dispensary. This is clearly a broken system that needs fixing. But to really understand prison reform, we have to also talk about prison for profit, which is a heavy, heavy, heavy topic that needs an entire episode all to itself. So I really hope you'll tune in next week for part two of this mini series within a pod on weed law and reform. I really want to thank you all for tuning in. My name is Apple. This was Canna Bless the podcast. Stay stony, my friends.